This episode of I Work For Him is brought to you by SaferNet. Online at SaferNet.com. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the voice of collaboration for the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Well, let's find out right now. And of course, the workplace we're talking about is your Christmas workplace because there's no other day of the year that Martha loves to celebrate more than Christmas. She likes to celebrate it for many months. In fact, we've got a rule at our house. You can't start celebrating Christmas and playing Christmas music until there's eggnog on the shelves. But over the years, I've learned to embrace that Martha loves Christmas. It's not how I grew up, but we've been together a lot longer than the years that I grew up in my parents' household. When we celebrate Christmas and the Festival of Lights, the light of the world, this celebration is such a great opportunity to invite people to meet Jesus. Very few people on the planet aren't excited about a three-day weekend, but also about a time with family, a time to get presents, just a time to celebrate the magic of the season. And where did that magic come from? I don't think it came from Santa Claus. I think it came from Jesus. If Jesus hadn't come at Christmas time, and I know, don't get all theological on me, we don't know the day that Jesus was born. But if we didn't celebrate it at Christmas time, we'd have nothing to celebrate. As we gather with our family and friends this week to celebrate Christmas, we want to challenge you to involve those who will be alone in your celebration. As Martha and I reminisce on Christmas past and Christmas future and, of course, Christmas present, what did you get me for Christmas, I want to know? We will offer up some challenges on how you can live out your faith at work vibrantly this week at Christmas. Welcome to our Christmas show, I Work For Him Style. You know, I just want to say Merry Christmas because I do love this time of year. And, um, you know, I think the thing that makes it so special for me is just that there's an energy about it. And people that don't even realize they're celebrating the birth of Christ get to be exposed to that, get to um, see nativity set up, um, people gathering at church, a lot of things that we've created as tradition. But Jim, they all have the ability to point to Jesus. And I think that's why I love it so much. And of course, I love decorating. I love things around us feeling pretty in a special way. Um, if you're watching our video, we've got our Christmas shirts on. We've got a pretty background with a pretty tree. All yes, of those things. Yes, we that, do. And, and we're in a building a with seven team. Christmas trees. We've got seven Christmas trees in our I Work Room headquarters. Is that what you said we had? Seven? Yeah. And we're on the way to number eight. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready to rise before Christmas. Right. Any day. But you, I mean, you're freakishly excited about Christmas time. Now, as a kid growing up, what was... Did was your mom and and your dad were they as excited about Christmas? I mean, like, did you celebrate for two months like we do now? Well, I'm not sure what the time frame looked like, but to me, I mean, my parents were great about probably. And you know what? I never thought about this before, but my dad was a photographer, and so you had to take back in the time of my childhood when you had film and back not when, digital. Back when the running water was a new thing to, in the house. You had to really plan ahead to get your family photo done for Christmas. So I'm thinking that that's maybe where that influence came from because my dad started taking Christmas pictures, you know, early in the fall so that people could get their pictures taken and all that. So yeah, I think I can blame my parents. <laughs> Thank you, mom and dad, because it's a good thing. But then my mom is a seamstress. So 
she would be sewing things for people and getting things ready and we would entertain. And so all of those things were part of the, the, the holiday season in our home. And I loved it. You know, growing up in Minnesota from the time I was eight on, you know, Christmas, the minute there was snow on the ground, I started thinking about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some years that was October. And some years it wasn't even at Christmas. I mean, that, yeah. There was nothing worse in Minnesota than a brown <laughs> Christmas. Because for crying out loud, why would you live in the frozen tundra of Minnesota if you can't have snow on the ground at Christmas time? But that's what made it fun because there's nothing more gorgeous than lights outside on a tree covered with snow, mm-hmm. especially lights that you put on before there was snow. So then they glowed out through the snow. I love that part. Uh, my parents weren't freakishly excited about Christmas. But I loved Christmas and it was always, it was always fun. In fact, one of the, one of my traditions, because I loved the magic of Christmas and I understood there wasn't a Santa Claus. Uh, sorry. If there are kids listening to today's podcast, good job that you're listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Talk to your parents about the Santa Claus thing, you know, but, but what I understood was that there's still that, just that thrill, that anticipation of the cool stuff you're going to get at Christmas morning. And for some, it's very simple. But for everybody, it's still really exciting. So on Christmas Eve, somewhere late in the evening when kids are going to bed, I would get on my bike, regardless of what the roads would look like, and I'd put our sleigh bells on my bike, and I would ride around the block shaking the sleigh bells and playing, because I swore as a kid, I heard sleigh bells. So thinking that- I think I knew this about yeah, So I get on my bike, this and in Minnesota, so that could be a treacherous thing. That's but very I'd, dangerous. I'd route around the block, and two or three blocks, I don't even remember how far, but I remember one night when the roads were icy, just totally icy. Were you slipping and sliding? I, no, because I was an expert biker. Oh, of course. Uh, so going around the block, shaking those bells, and just hoping that, I'm hoping that some kid's hearing this stuff. That's awesome. That, that would be kind of fun. So you're creating a little magic for other people. Yes. Yes. All right. So, but then, you know, we moved from the frozen tundra of Minnesota. And we went with, I don't know, do we have traditions when our kids are growing up? Do we have traditions that, I mean, it's just kind of, this is this transparent Jim and Martha time right here and I work for him. Sure we did. So some of the things that we had traditions with our kids, like they had little trees in their bedroom that had their own special ornaments on it. Um, because you were too embarrassed to put them on our big tree? Well, no, but I did like a design to my tree <laughs> and order. So, you know, you have the the now Pinterest-worthy tree and then the cute kids' trees where they put on their homemade ornaments. Our and kids are still like going that. counseling about the fact that their ornaments are never good enough for a tree, oh, but it's okay, honey. It's no, okay. It, I let them have their own special trees. So, um, making cookies, of course. Uh, can I tell one of my favorite traditions? Okay. Okay. So. My dad's birthday was December 13th. My mom Every year. is Swedish and a Swedish holiday is Santa Lucia, which um, has a, a beautiful uh, story of her bringing in light and, and um, feeding the, the needy. And so my family incorporated the two. We would celebrate my dad's birthday in Santa Lucia. We would wear a crown of candles on our head. Yes, live melting flaming candles and bring in breakfast to my dad in bed every day. And um, as recently as this last year, our granddaughters served Santa Lucia to my dad on his birthday. And so to me, that's a beautiful 
start of the season. You know, it's another excuse to be celebrating 12 days before Christmas. And it, really, that was a favorite putting tradition. putting flames on top of your head. Well, yeah, because, you know, you had to be brave and trusting and all of those. How many things. times did one of your sister's hair catch on fire with the it ever caught on fire, but we ended up with a lot of melted That's wax. Not true. I witnessed it at least one time okay. in the last. Well, maybe I have a uh, selective memory, but we had lots of wax drip on uh, our hair. Yes, yes, that's right. And right. now my my our granddaughters have felt candles, so it's not inflamed. And when you try to light those, they don't light very well. They, they're not. No, they really don't. But what's really cool is that so we moved to Florida. We lived in Florida for twenty years at Christmas time. It's just a little different, it, but. You can still celebrate Christmas in your shorts. You can. I think probably my favorite one was the year that, Martha, your parents came down. We mm-hmm. spent Christmas at the beach. And I remember having shrimp and spending time at the beach at Christmas time. Yes. It was- and we said, well, we're going to do it. We're going to do it different. We're going to do it Florida style. I remember that very the well. The best part about Christmas in Florida is the boat parades where they where everybody decorated their boats and went in and out of the canals celebrating their boats kind of like people decorate sleighs up here in the northland because now and decorate houses that's right yeah they yeah. decorated their boats yes yes all right but we live in missouri now again well we're in the midwest again is what i mean but we live in missouri yes. and we're developing new traditions we don't have what they are this year except for or yet because it's only been 18 months but we did decorate our newly rehabbed 1880 building with seven christmas trees and we've had a lot of people from the community come in uh, and, and our community here in Marionville, Missouri, celebrate. We've got the ninth. We're doing a Christmas parade where there'll be Santa Claus and there'll be all kinds of the reading. It, what, yeah, they actually, this is a beautiful thing because the community um, has a tradition of reading the actual Christmas story. And I love that. I love that they're not um, afraid to declare what the reason for the season is. And so... Um, they read the Christmas story, celebrated in lots of different ways, but all coming together as a community. So that's just one of our new traditions that we get to embrace here in Missouri. Well, and just recently we did the drive-through Santa. So where our all the downtown businesses, which was right now only four, mm-hmm. uh, well, it was the library, it was the pharmacy, which used to be downtown. They came yep. back down. Our ministry and the local insurance agency and the bank and the bank which used to be downtown, but it's now out on the highway. We all got together and people lined up for about a quarter mile to come in and get a free turkey. They brought canned goods to share with others. And we gave them gifts to take home for people that maybe wouldn't have as much to take home. Uh, and so and that we, was kind and of And that was an opportunity to share the uh, Christmas story also, because we gave a bag that had a little kind of a family home night in it. And it was the Christmas story, an ornament that related to it to put on the tree, some hot cocoa. And just an encouragement for them to spend a little time together as a family, remembering the reason for the season. For those of you that live in Florida, or the, our southeastern United States listeners, or maybe the desert southwest, hot cocoa. <laughs> it's like chocolate milk that you warm up because it's freezing. That you, that you need to get your insides warm. Yesterday for drive through Santa, it was 40, which is not bad, but it was still chilly. All right. So... Martha, in today's show, we're talking about intentionality at Christmas time at work. And there are two things that we have intentionally done this year. We, for as a ministry, have subscribed to SaferNet VPN to provide our digital security for our digital activity, which is on so many devices for the ministry. SaferNet.com has provided antivirus and web filters and also a VPN so that when we're out surfing, 
nobody's out watching, which is just great. And 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 it's they can't get access and and, and tunnel into our computers and wreak havoc. But we've also subscribed to Patriot Mobile for our cellular services. Both of these companies very intentionally live out their mission. SaferNet makes, makes cybersecurity possible and protects our home and work computer traffic, all our internet stuff, protection from all sorts of evils. And when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of big mobile who don't support the Christians to a Christian conservative company, Patriot mm-hmm. Mobile. Switching to Patriot Mobile from your current carrier has never been easier since introduction of an eSIM for your phone instead of those plug-in SIMs. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash I work for him and switch today. Move your money because your money talks. I want to encourage you to make some intentional changes that honor God and protect you and your loved ones. Contact me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Jim at IWorkTheNumberForHim.com to learn more. Martha, we both love Christmas. But Christmas isn't everybody's favorite, is it? No, it's not. And, um, you know, sometimes it, it's there's other things in our life that we connect with Christmas that are hurtful or painful. Um, sometimes there's a loss in a family that happens around that time of year, or it's the first time you've had Christmas without a family member. Um, there's a lot of reasons. And some people are, you know, they're mad at God and they don't understand um, what Christmas really means. So there's a lot of reasons that people don't love Christmas. Um, but what should we do about that, Jim? You know, I don't know. I just really feel right now prompted to shout out to a friend of mine who's going to celebrate his first Christmas with Jesus. I, buddy, my good friend of mine, John Norsworthy, went to be with the Lord unexpectedly on Thanksgiving Day this year. But I want to thank John's family for letting John be a part of my life, be a part of I Work For Him. I don't remember if we've ever interviewed him on I Work For Him. Now it's too late because they don't have podcast studios in heaven, at least that we find out yet. But, uh, you know, John's family is going to be without John this year at Christmas. And Laura and the girls just know that we're praying for you. And we are so grateful that John was a part of our lives for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And he went to be the Lord young, but, you know, some people get lucky. And uh, that's a tough one. But I, I know that, Martha, what we've learned is that companies have, they, they celebrate Christmas differently, but we've seen companies that honor God at their Christmas celebration by sharing the Christmas story. We see, we've had many companies we've talked to that give great gifts at Christmas time to honor those that work for them that maybe don't have very much. It's just, Christmas is a time to introduce people to Jesus. And the question is, is that legal? Heck Yeah. We don't care what everybody says. This is a free country for now. And you can tell people about Jesus. You can't force people to follow Jesus. But if you're paying their payroll or if you work alongside of them, nobody can tell you to shut up and don't tell me about Jesus. We want to be respectful, of course. But if you run your own business, this is a time for you to be transparent, to let people know everything that drives you is centered on Jesus. And if it doesn't make sense to them because they've seen how you work, it just gives you an opportunity in 2024 to work a lot harder on making Jesus a connection to your work. You know, I just think it's a time to encourage you as listeners and encourage ourselves. What can I do more intentionally around the holiday season? And it's not too late, even in these last days leading up to Christmas, or you may even be listening to this after Christmas. It's not too late. Um, There are ways that we can, you know, with the cards that we send, the messages that we give, 
the, if you have a decision-making role, what are, you know, I'm thinking of some of the things that when you have a Christmas party, a lot of people love to do that, to, to bless their employees and their coworkers with a time away from the office. You can bless that, the pray over the meal and thank them and remind them why we're having this celebration. And, um, you know, I, th- I just think there's so many ways that we can very easily miss those opportunities. So I think this is a good challenge, Jim, to just say, what else can we do? What can we do with more intention? I know a lot of companies do the shoeboxes for Operation Christmas Child. It's, you know, already done for this year because they're out distributing them now. But um, that's a really intentional thing that you can do. Also, the every community has local things where they're helping the 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 less fortunate and the, or the kids whose parents are in jail or the you know there's so many things that and again it's not about the gift but it's what you can do with that i'm giving you this because jesus loves me and i want to love you and um whatever that message might be being really intentional with it it's a we don't get that kind of a open door any other time of the year as beautifully set up we do every day but it's beautifully set up at Christmas. And we work all year long alongside people. And we know what their likes are. We know what their dislikes are. We know what their family, who their family members are. And if you don't, it gives you an opportunity in 2024 to be way more intentional, find out who they all are. Giving a gift that really means something to somebody. Now, am I saying to all of you, you got to give gifts to everybody you work with? No. But if the Lord leads you, it's something you should do. It, it is this is a time of year to let people know that you really love them, that you've been praying for them. And if you've been praying for your coworkers and employees, your bosses, your vendors, your customers during the year, you now know them better than you've ever known them. And it gives you an opportunity to match that gift with the heart that God has given you for that person. But Martha, it's, I mean, it's just such a special time of year. And, and I mean, do you have any other ideas of how do we make, what do we do to make it special for someone you work with? I actually do, Jim, and a lot of us do struggle with that. And on our website, we have actually have a popular download that we um, think might be ava- helpful to any one of you. It's called the 21 Ways to Care for Your Coworkers. And you can just go to iworkforhim.com forward slash workplace dash tools. And uh, if you you can find that in the drop down too. But that's just a place where you can go and download this 21 Ways to Care for Your Coworkers. We just brainstormed, came up with some ideas. And it just might launch you and say, oh, that's something I can do, you know, and whether it's now at Christmas or sometime as you're looking into the new year, this might be a resource that helps you to think differently about your coworkers and encouraging them. So I hope you'll check it out. So that link is iworkforhim.com forward slash workplace dash tools. Yep. And it's on our resource. Is that on our resource, pa- resource page? It is. And it's also in the show notes for today. Oh, the show notes, the Infamous. The ultimate, the infamous show notes. You know what <laughs> we're going to have show notes? We're going to have a picture of us in our show notes. Oh, we can't do that. We can't? That doesn't oh. work. Oh, okay. Well, but then you have to look at the social video. Media. You have yeah. to look at the video on YouTube to of today's show. our great Christmas t-shirt. That's right. Martha made them for us. No. Yeah, she bought them for them. us. All right. Okay. All right. So here's our ideas. We close out today's show. And we just want to make today's show fun. But as Martha and I love when it's just us, just to be transparent and share with stuff, one of the things that we hate to hear about, and we're now that we're back in a small town, you can hear about this stuff way easier, uh, is to find out that somebody's going to be alone at Christmas time. You know what? There's just one word for that. That stinks. Okay, that's two words. But it stinks. And, and so 
how do we find out if somebody we work with is going to be alone at Christmas time or one of our neighbors is be alone at Christmas time? Ask them. Oh, ask them. You know what? You don't have to come out and say, hey, are you going to be alone? Just say, hey, what are your plans? Like open up a conversation. This is part of building that relationship with the people that you are with. But if they say, well, I don't really have any or they avoid answering you, dig a little deeper and find out if there's really an opportunity for them to need a place to go. And even if they don't end up needing a place, open it up, invite them so that they know that you were willing to make that step in your relationship. I think it's key. Um, I would, I, I'd be curious, Jim, I don't know how many people um, decline, you know, but knowing that somebody actually offered is huge. Whether you whether they accept it or not, but be willing to let them accept it. You're saying it's worth the bonus points. Just ask. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. So we need to we need to involve because this is one of those things, taking your relationship, you know, and the I Work Room Nation pledge, part three is, you know, invite people into your life. Spend I can't even think the words right now when because I'm doing them out of order. You know, first you're praying for people that you work with every day, then you're looking for ways to serve them over and above. How you, uh, what you're required to do, but then you look for ways to befriend them outside of your workplace because that's where real relationships begin. This is one of those ways to do that. Yes. And whether it's part of your Christmas celebration, your Thanksgiving celebration, or maybe your New Year's celebration, which we'll talk about in the next podcast, inviting people into your life outside of work allows you to be real with them and to share with them who you really are without restraint that you sometimes have to display when you're at work. I just had an idea. A lot of churches have Christmas Eve services. Stay tuned for an idea and from Martha. If you, maybe they already have plans for Christmas Day or they're reluctant to tell you or whatever, but Christmas Eve is a very special time to invite people that, that may never enter the doors of a church, but that's a time when they're willing to do so, Jim. And it, I think it, that it is true. I think that taking that challenge of just saying, hey, would you, you know, just meet me at church or I'll pick you up or whatever it might be. But um, do that and then go have some cookies and say, involve food with it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and then we're going to go, to, our house we're go to church. Would you go to church with us and then come back and we're going to play games. Or we're going to have pie yep. because pie. almost everybody loves pie. And if you don't have anybody to invite over for pie, just send Martha an email. Martha at <laughs> I work for him.com because Jim loves pie and we'll come over for pie you would love that wouldn't you would love it if we could have pie with every one of our listeners yes although you wouldn't be able to get through the door if you yeah that's not a good idea but it's but, a nice thought but we do have a village inn in a town near us if you'd like to send i work for him any gift cards this year for christmas <laughs> the address is on our website like iworkforhim.com i do like the french silk and we don't live next to our old favorite neighbor lorna and she always got me a french silk pie at christmas yes, uh, we do miss did. Lorna. all right so You've got an opportunity as a workplace missionary to extend the gift of friendship mm -hmm. at Christmas. Do that. Involve people that you work with in your personal life. Invite them over for Christmas. And as we prepare for Christmas and anticipate 2024, we just want to say thank you to our listeners and our supporters who make this ministry possible. You are equipping workplace believers to see their workplace as a mission field, and we're grateful to have you as part of our support team. And also, a thank you to SaferNet. SaferNet.com, bringing security to your internet exposure each and every day at work and at home, and to Patriot Mobile. Check them out, because they'll change your life. PatriotMobile.com forward slash I work for him. 
You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, and we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Because our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. This episode of I Work For Him is brought to you by SaferNet. Online at SaferNet.com. If it's easy to use, you'll use it. What if you had one place to monitor all the internet activity of everyone in your family? Attention, I Work For Him listeners. Safeguard your business and family with SaferNet VPN. We deliver top-notch cybersecurity with a user-friendly approach. Protect sensitive data with a virtual private network and shield loved ones from harmful content with 84 internet filters. Choose SaferNet VPN for peace of mind. Get secured now. Sign up with SaferNet.com. That's SaferNet.com. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online at iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number four, him.com. <laughs>